Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Hey, friendo, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, Matt Chat. Getting outsmarted by this chair, it's like... Lex Luger trying to get out of his t-shirt. The chair is burying your finish, man. It really is. What's going on with that? It's it's a mess over here. Anyways, welcome back to Going In Raw Matt Chat. It's the, of course, this is the place where uh, we uh, answer video questions or some text questions from our Going In Raw Patreon club. Friendo club. Patrons. Patron club. Patrons, yeah. Uh, And you can get your video question right here on Matt Chat also. It's uh, twenty dollars uh, on the Patreon mm-hmm. uh, per month. If you just do one twenty dollar uh, pledge, you're good for the entire month. And it's not like getting your video question on this show is the only reward for twenty dollars. Oh no! Oh, you get no. the Friendo Care Package, comic book posters, stickers, postcard. Siri, this comic book. Oh wow! Look at that. Contains a story. I can only be told in the pages of a comic book. It costs way too much money. Full color. Way too much money to make a major Hollywood production. Forty pages. And you get stickers too. Wealth of, of, you get stickers. of, of narrative inside. Correct. Good We're stuff. not here to sell stuff, Steve. We're here to answer the, <laughs> the questions of the good friendos out there. Yeah, we got a bunch of them today. We do. Let's start with Steven from Geeked Out Nation. Hey, what's up, friendos? Steven here. And my question this week is, how do we fix this? There's got to be a fix, man. I refuse to believe that there's not a fix. We can't keep going through these three-hour raws that are just so boring, so bad, Why does it keep happening? There's got to be a fix. What is the fix? The fix can't just be Vince goes away. It can't be that. It has to be something that can happen soon. And it can't be we push the right people because creatively it doesn't matter who we push. It's garbage most of the time anyway. If it was up to you guys, what would be the story that you would tell right now? You're like, this is the story we're going to tell. This is the way we're going. And it's going to get better. We promise. I just need, I need hope. I need a reason. I need something to keep me going and watching wrestling because, man, it does not look good. We need help. Please help us fix this. Hearty handshake, too sweet. Talk to you guys later. Peace. Thank you, Steven. Thank you. You know, Larson, I'll, I'll go first. All right. You're not the smartest guy in the world, but you did come up with a really, really good idea this past Thank you. Tuesday on our Raw Recap. You're welcome. You're going to take my answer. You're welcome. Uh, so I see. Here's the thing. I'm not. I'm not sold on your answer. You, but but this answer that I took is is a little tiny chunk of what was stolen uh, of of what your answer was. That you're gonna take from my answer. Yeah, how you would rebook uh, uh, raw right now. Get a story going right now. Uh, and it's essentially this. Uh, this past Monday in Raw, Roman Reigns came out and as the impetus, the catalyst, if you will. For the wild card finals, he uh, called out Vince McMahon, said, you're running the show into the ground. I'm tired of taking orders from you. You said this is going to be a shakeup, and now it's crap. Uh, instead of Roman coming out and saying that to Vince, because here's the thing. Roman says, I'm going to take orders from the WWE universe. 
Well, that's all well and good, but we don't have access to the book sheet. We, we, we can't tell Roman where to go or what matches to have or what stories to have. Only somebody in a higher position can. And Triple H, I think, is that person to come out, at least on camera, and say, because here's the thing, I think if Triple H was on camera, he would probably be heavily involved in what's going on behind the scenes as well, maybe more heavily than he's involved right now. Uh, and so if he were to come out and say, hey, Dad, it's, it's not working, you're going crazy, I'm taking over, something along those lines. And no, Stephanie, I know they're married, but no, Stephanie, I want to see Triple H in his full-on NXT, uh, everybody loves him, Triple H, uh, where he wants to give everybody the best possible value. He can bring up things like the botched call-ups. Maybe he can even have his own sort of proxy faction, if you will, of NXT call-ups. Maybe that hadn't been handled well, and now he's putting them together in a faction, and they will be handled well, uh, led by Bob Roode. Um and I, I th- because I just think that Triple H is the guy that uh, if we get a sense that maybe he does have a hand in things and also like not just in front of the camera, behind the camera, I think people will have a lot more faith in the product going forward. Uh, yeah, I think he's the one guy there in the front office in management who people really appreciate and respect and understand that when he does put his hands on something NXT, it turns out pretty damn well. So uh, there you go. See, what you, you mentioned is one aspect of what I think needs to be a larger story because the story is another one of McMahon's versus McMahon's. We've seen that before. Yeah, but it wouldn't be a versus thing. It'd be a one-time thing where he says, hit the road, Vince. And Vince literally just does disappear. And then whenever we need an authority figure to do something, and he'd be a face authority figure. And it would just be, it would just be you know. That sounds like a one-segment one type deal, not a full-on story anyways. Um, I, I feel like the story needs to be wrestlers saying we've we have had it of the way this show has been run. Uh, we're going to take the initiative to correct things. That's what we did. That's what they did, though. Roman did that. He's a wrestler. Yeah, we it, it was one uh, one thing, one time. Well, thing, then Kofi came out and did it too. One time segment, more or less. This needs to be an ongoing thing where there's struggling strugglers, struggles. Sorry, struggles between wrestlers on both sides in the heel and face dynamic over the soul of the WWE. What is a WWE going to be? The WWE don't have a soul, though. Exactly. It needs, they need to, the, 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 it's up to the, the face locker room to find that, to provide that. And that's why people are tuning out, because the product seems soulless. That's, a, that's sort of an abstract idea, though. It what is. Would, what would that entail, physically? Like, what would the manis- manifestation of that be? Well, you'd have, you'd have uh, 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 people at the fore for the face side. You'd have Roman coming out. I just think the only thing they need to change with that the segment on Raw is having Roman come out and confront Vince. Have him come out and confront Shane because there's already a storyline there. Have Shane kind of be the, the, the face of, of, of what's kind of uh, uh, wrong with the company. Um, he's dubbed himself the best in the world. He didn't deserve to win that trophy. He didn't, he didn't earn that title. Um, and he's kind of taken the, uh, the character of kind of snot-nosed, arrogant... Uh, son of a billionaire, um, and Roman could have come out there and said, "You know, Shane, you're you're part of the problem here." Because he did mention Vince's kid as being part of the problem. You were one of the the four McMahons who came out here and said on I think December seventeenth, twenty eighteen, that uh, the fans are the authority now. That we're going to listen to you. We're going to give you fresh matchups, uh, uh, new characters. You botched all that. You bungled it. And look what's happened. Company's in the toilet now. Ratings suck. Stock prices dip. He won't mention stock prices because that's boring. 
um, but allude to the issues they've had. And so you have you have Roman, you have Kofi, you have a select few other uh, superstars who are leading this charge to to bring forth the soul of WWE, as in to find meaning and purpose behind what they're doing beyond just putting on shows and making money. Um, uh, because the product is completely soulless right now. There's no vision. There's no heart to it for the most part. We saw that for a little bit with Kofi, and it was wildly successful, where his storyline leading up to WrestleMania had a, a sense of urgency, of purpose. But by and large, no other storylines of WWE have that because there's no vision. Uh, using this kind of storyline, see, just map it out from now till Survivor Series, we can do a culmination thing. I know I just said I don't really want a McMahon versus McMahon thing, but more, you know, you have Triple H. So I said the Triple H thing is one part of the larger story. At a point, you have Triple H go out there and say, you know, so many of these, these, these talents I've developed in NXT have been bungled up here. I'm tired of it. So maybe it's a faction, maybe not. Um, but he, he, he takes it upon himself to say, all right, NXT guys, we're going to start doing this right. And at Survivor Series, you can have a situation where it's those NXT talents. You know, Triple H is not in the ring um, versus Shane's hand-picked five guys have a Survivor Series match. And it's pretty much right there, battle for what WWE is going to be in the future. Is it going to be a company that's dedicated to creating interesting storylines, putting on great matches? Or is it going to be a company based on uh, uh, short-term, day-to-day booking uh, worrying about stock prices more than interesting storylines. I think I'll, I'll backtrack here a little bit. I'll say this. Here's, here's, here's the story that you could do. Instead of Roman coming out and, 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 and doing the Vince non, nonsense or whatever, have Triple H come out and say, uh, I mean, it's, it's kind of a similar echo. It's, it's sort of a similar sentiment to what Kurt Angle had said, and then Kurt Angle was just a mess. But he comes out and says, look, Vince, uh, this isn't working. You got everything's running amok. Here's what we're going to do. It's all going to be competition based and, uh, say for example, money in the banks on the horizon. And I, th- this would be really stupid to do, but instead of announcing, uh, and saying <laughs> everybody who's been announced for money in the bank, guess what? Now you got to fight your way in and they just go back and they do qualifiers for mm-hmm, money in the bank. Mm-hmm. Um, That'd be a start. I mean, that, that's what you want to do. People want to see that kind of stuff. And then when they do, like, goofy soap opera storyline stuff, I mean, that has a place in WWE. Oh, it just needs totally, to be yeah. sparingly. Yeah. It needs to be in, in, in good fits. But he should bring up, I mean, he definitely should bring up the NXT thing. Um, and, uh, and I mean, that, that's, that's really what it should be. It should, I mean, look at, I mean, I don't think that WWE needs to be New Japan, but no. I think that kind of, that element really does work well in New Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and AEW said they're making a point of, of you know, wins and losses are going to matter. You have a head start on AEW. Yeah. Like, if they want to go down the competition wins and losses thing matter, you can literally do that right yeah, now. I know, I know. You have a bigger platform. Totally. Kneecap them, basically. Yeah, or at least try to. Next up, Willism has a question about offense. Let's see what uh, he has to say. Hey, Steven Larson. This is Willism coming back at you. I got another Matt Check question for you. So uh, listening to your show over the weekend, and you kind of brought up a lot of good points about how like the, the, the quality of the show has not been good. The ratings are down. Vince McMahon has these weird practices and you know the Saudi Arabia deal and the anti-Semitism kind of sprinkled in there, but bringing Goldberg over and, and just kind of like overall like the, the pettiness of him adding months to contracts and not letting people uh, go that he doesn't understand and wouldn't utilize anyway. My question is, does this 
disdain just make it that much easier for people like me that haven't watched WWE in some weeks uh, to go and watch AEW just out of spite? And I, and I feel like that's going to be a reactionary measure of most fans that have maybe been turned off and have been trickling off the standard product. Anyway, let me know what you guys think about that. Um, too sweet, hearty handshake. Take care, fellas. Thank you, Willism. Yeah, I don't know if it's going to be in the millions, but I think... As we've seen already, there's a, a huge amount of enthusiasm behind the elite being the elite, all elite wrestling. Um, you know, double or nothing sold out in a matter of minutes. Apparently, Melser said that, that there was what ticket request for forty three thousand seats or something like that. Um, the uh, Garden Arena, the MGM Grand, doesn't accommodate that many uh, fans. So, has the Jacksonville show sold out yet? I don't know. I don't know that either. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, so there's enthusiasm for it for an alternative to WB and if and when all elite get their weekly television show up and running and it's good. Um, and there's a lot of fans out there and we've, you know, spoken to many of them in our community saying that we just don't, they just don't watch the WB product anymore because it's just, they just, it's just not good. It's just not good on a week to week consistent basis. Um, but if all elite can fill that gap, if they can put forth, uh, interesting, compelling storylines, good matches, all put together with a distinct and professional production. If they can do those three things, I think they can they can bring over some laps WWE fans. Absolutely. Again, is it going to be in the millions? Probably not. But uh, I think if the, definitely if the enthusiasm is, enthusiasm is there, the show is quality. They definitely can. Yeah, I mean, I mean, look right now the WWE audience. I mean, they've got. They have what uh, about one and a half, a little bit more than one and a half million subscribers to the network. Yeah, people are plunking down ten dollars a month for wrestling product. They're going to have an open mind about uh, other things. I think that all elite needs to be number one, easily accessible. That's such a big thing. Is that if they if if the rumor is true and they land on either TNT or TBS, that mm -hmm. makes it incredibly easy because they're in the same number of households as USA, mm -hmm. or approximately anyways. Um, and so it needs to be ease of accessibility. I, I would, I don't think there's gonna be a massive sea change. I don't think it's possible for there to be a sea change of people who are so fed up with WWE, that they just, they go over to All Elite. I think you saw this back in 2001, once WCW went off the air, it's not like all those people who were watching WCW then flocked to WWE because ratings actually went down at that point. Um, so brand loyalty is a very, very strong factor when it comes to pretty much any kind of product there is and people switching over. WWE is a very, very strong brand. And I think for people to, for, for people, for you to expect people to go over on mass, uh, that's unrealistic. However, there will be any number of people who are going to be curious. They're going to be interested. They are going to be fed up. So, yes, I think that Vince, you know, the, the, the desperation that just exudes off of some of his product right now will probably cause some people to, to go over to All Elite Wrestling. Uh, whether or not it's enough to make a difference, I don't, I don't, I, I don't know if, if the amount of people who – I don't know. I mean, I don't know how many people have dropped watching WWE. Well, we kind of do know. Yeah, about thirty percent in the last year. There you go. Oh, I mean, if if are those? I guess the question is, those thirty percent. How much of that? What percentage of those people 
you know, don't think of brand loyalty as that big of a deal. How much, how many of those people will migrate over? I mean, being in the elite right now on YouTube for free gets between a hundred and 200,000 views. I don't know how that translates to TV when you're on cable TV. I I honestly don't. Yeah, I don't know either. Um, But, you know, it's just, it's like everything else, all the wrestling, it's a wait and see. We have Mm -hmm. not seen Mm -hmm. what their product looks like. Mm -hmm. So, you know, putting together a TV show that, you know, is is booked properly week to week. Storylines make sense. Uh, it, it's it's a, it's a process. And is it going to be really good? I don't know. It might be crap. Yeah, it's got the same. I mean, the it's got just as much a chance of being crap as it does being good. So it's like a big old wait and see. Uh, next up, uh, Christopher Rapperside. Uh, seems to be uh, fed up. Let's see what he has to say. Do you think it is a good idea that basically the brand split is over and everybody's jumping the brand the brand? I think this is a terrible idea, and it is. I think it buries the company. Thank you, Christopher. Thank you, Christopher. Uh, no, I'm. I mean, I don't know. I know. I, I get the frustration. I understand the frustration. I don't share it to that degree. I had a good time watching SmackDown. I'll probably have a good time watching NXT tonight on 205. We're recording this on Wednesday. 205 had a killer no DQ match. Yeah, that match was great. I mean, there's still lots to really enjoy. I, I'm not upset that the brand split is over, if that's your question. Uh, I'm, I'm fine with it. I think that there's too many people uh, to warrant having the brand split be done with. I had thought for a while now that uh, the possibility of having bigger storylines be above brand was probably something that we would see so that there wasn't some sort of, I mean, it just makes sense. Now you've, now you're dealing with two different networks with two different sets of executives and people overseeing their programming. You don't want to get yourself in a situation where they're going to be like shouting at each other or shouting at you saying, why is it Fox gets them and we don't, or why is it USA gets this particular person and we don't. So that's that's a real issue. There's a lot of money involved here. And uh, I figured that would be the case. But, you know, I do like the idea of having two brushes. I think if it's just managed properly, it could be really, really good. And just there seems to be a, a difficulty with Vince on how to manage his product. And uh, yeah. that's, that's just that's very obvious. I mean, my only qualm about the brand, no, getting rid of the bland, brand bland split. Spill, split. Brand split yeah. is that you'd have the same 20 wrestlers dominating both shows. And, I mean, as it is, we see on Raw and especially SmackDown, we'll go weeks at a time without seeing particular talents because there's just not a time, enough time for them. So if you got the same top names on both shows, it's a lot of undercard uh, men and women who won't get any TV time, mm-hmm. and that's a bummer. Yeah. Um, that's my primary qualm about getting rid of the brand split. Um, having four... Uh, competitors I can cross over brands on any given week. Not a huge deal as far as I'm concerned. Um, now, if they do it just as a gimmick to create some air of un- unpredictability, I mean, it's, then it's just a gimmick. If they can incorporate and actually develop interesting stories because yeah. of it, then maybe it'll actually be effective. But if it's just like, hey, who's going to show up this week? Well, one of the problems, you, 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 sort of, you sort of hit on it a second ago. If there was... A tag team, I'll just take this week as an example. If there was a tag team on SmackDown that it's like, man, that team should like deserves this opportunity. 
when Shane was going to hand the titles over to Daniel Bryan, and then the Usos from Raw come over. Well, honestly, that was perfect because That's good. there was nobody else there. There's nobody else there. But let's say the bar was still a thing. Yeah. Or let's say the revival was on SmackDown and they get like a team that ne- that really people want to see get that opportunity that deserves the opportunity that puts in all the work and they get overlooked. If there's something involving the United States title and Mustafa Ali seems to be the perfect person for that spot or even Andrade seems to be perfect for that or I'm sorry, the Intercontinental Championship. Um seems to be the perfect person for that spot. Uh, and then they bring in somebody else from Raw, like Bobby Lashley or something. As then that's going to be annoying. Yeah, because then it's like, well, come on, you got Mustafa Ali or you got Andrade. Come on, give them a chance. Yeah, yeah. That's when it might get annoying if they're doing it, like you say, just to pop, yeah. just to oh, you didn't see that coming. Yeah. Well, don't do that's annoying. Yeah, but if there's a situation where we'll take the the revival for example, say they keep on getting humiliated on Raw. And they said, "Well, I'm tired. We're tired of this. We deserve. We, we deserve. We want a real opportunity. We're not getting it here. We're gonna go challenge for the tag titles and smack them. Something like that. Yeah, right. That's yeah. actually interesting. You an interesting potential use for it. Yeah. But yeah, if it's just a situation where we're gonna put uh, this top name over to SmackDown this week just to try to generate some buzz for just this week. You know what a real what a real possibility here is too, man. And this is the thing that's probably gonna suck. You and I have a hard time wrapping our heads around." Like this is this is only gonna cause more confusion and second guessing with Vince, I would think. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, before this it was like, well, here's Raw, here's SmackDown. What are we gonna do here? What are we gonna do here? Yeah. Now Now there's more moving pieces involved that now it's like, wait, four here, four here. Well, I know I don't have to use them all, or I can use more than four because I'm Vince McMahon. But it's like, okay, well, what if we put this guy over here? What if we do this? But then hold on, these people. This might end up being... There's just a lot of meddling that's going to be involved. It could be an absolute disaster that makes zero sense. And that's a real possibility because I believe that more than I believe, oh, this is going to free them up to do interesting stuff. Yeah. Because when you have that many moving pieces and you have to write five hours of weekly TV, that's not that's not you easy. Got, you got Vince's fickleness. I mean, yeah. for a 73-year-old man's brain to operate on that level... <laughs> It's yeah, like 3D chess, man. I know, it really is. It's like that chess game they had on Next Generation. It's 3D chess, that's what yeah. It is, yeah, with the three different uh, yeah. uh, boards. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. 
Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Uh, next, got a question from Loki. Hello, Stephen Larson. Loki Richard here, the Freak of Flight, with this week's Matt Chat question. This time it's more of a discussion than a debate. It's about the Firefly Funhouse. Uh, first week was great. This week was good. I'm starting to get diminishing returns on it already. How long can he last just doing vignettes before people start ca- stop caring about him like they did before? What does he need to do to make sure that he doesn't uh, start losing momentum? Have fun with the discussion. We'll see you soon. Thank you, Loki. Thank you, Loki. Here's the thing about Bray Wyatt. He's a perfectly fine wrestler. Uh, however... His uh, in-ring stuff is probably the least interesting aspect of the whole Bray Wyatt persona. Okay. His character work is the more interesting aspect of it. Yes. And so long as, as, as uh, however they treat his character uh, is kept interesting, which is a huge obstacle for WWE, I understand that, then I will be interested. Um, so if they, keep this, they can keep this Firefly Funhouse thing going, hell, for two years, whatever. I'm just... Whoa! Whatever time frame you want to use. And keep it interesting, add layers... Uh, and, and slowly kind of pull back the curtain on what this Bray Wyatt character really is right now, I'd be interested in it. Even if you never stepped foot in the wrestling ring during that whole course, I'd be totally fine with it. It's all just dependent on how interesting they keep it. If it starts spinning its wheels and they start doing the same thing week after week after week, then yeah, it's going to feel pointless. It's going to go nowhere like pretty much everything else they've ever done with Bray Wyatt. Um, and that's the most likely scenario. Um, however, if they can find a way to bit by bit keep it interesting... I mean, I thought this one this this week was maybe the most interesting and arguably the best of the three so far. Sure, yeah, absolutely. Um, because bit by bit, we're getting a sense of who Bray is now, mm-hmm. and there's puzzle a pu- you know puzzle we're trying to put together beyond the one that he mentioned on Twitter uh, of of who Bray Wyatt is now, um, and the 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 Firefly Funhouse, um, you know, Set. kind of apparatus they're yeah. using to tell that story is interesting. Wealth potential, um, just it's all it's all dependent on follow through. If they can keep it interesting, if they can, yeah, keep it going for in perpetuity. Yeah, that's cool. He never set foot in the ring. Make it like Ms. TV, where he has guests on, and 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 work the guests into the storyline of the show, and use Firefly Funhouse as uh, apparatus to uh, not only show new layers of Bray's character, but new layers to other people's characters. Yeah, I'd say six weeks is good. I'm good with six weeks. I don't have faith that they can keep it. I think this is what I think is probably, I think this is the case with most uh, vignettes like this. I think that they probably shot, I would say probably around six weeks worth of vignettes in the first place. And that's probably all they're going to do. Um, I'd be surprised if they kept it going uh, longer than that. Um, 
I don't know. I think I, I think it could be interesting if it if it built to some sort of finale, which would have a natural storyline reason for him to get back in the ring. Um, I think that's probably the best way to go. Like if week by week, at some point, the funhouse starts like literally dissipating, like some things start missing until it's like nothing but him on like an empty set, you know, and you see the whole thing get stripped away week by week. And then I don't know where to go from there. That was just one idea I had. But uh, and a wrestler is one of the, the PAs who's taking the last piece of set furniture out of the way. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. He, and he's like, hey, this is the last remnant I have of Firefly Funhouse. Yeah. Don't take this from me. Yeah. Feud ensues. Yeah, there you go. Over a prop. Yeah. So I don't know. I think that I'm, I'm interested to see where it goes. I am. I don't even know if what's what's just below cautiously. There's optimistic. There's cautiously optimistic. And then what's below that? I guess pessimistic. Is, is it possible to be pessimistically optimistic? Yeah. Like what's the what's the opposite of cautiously? Uh, hazardously. You're being ca- yeah. I'm hazardously pessimistic. <laughs> We'd be cautiously pessimistic. Would cautiously you pessimistic. Yeah. That's yeah. That's it. That's basically yeah. That's it. I'm cautiously pessimistic. I don't think that they're going to do a good job, but it's possible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they might accidentally stumble into yeah, something they could good. Into something good. Um, I don't know. You know, it'd be awesome. It would be great if Bray Wyatt, who apparently what we've heard is heavily involved in this, and yeah. his activity on Twitter seems to echo that. Yeah, it'd be great if he came to Vince and said, "Hey, I've got this idea, Firefly Funhouse. Uh, it's going to go." I have Fourteen weeks of of skits written. And then I've got somebody who would be perfect for the first feud and then mm-hmm. maybe even a second feud. Mm-hmm. And it'll get some good, like, you know, some quality, like, uh, storytelling that is, uh, that is finite and limited and it has a, an end point mm-hmm. and then we can go in any number of directions. Mm-hmm. Can we do that? The hard part is we transitioning from this very particular... To the ring. Aesthetic they've established, yeah, and getting to the ring. That's mm-hmm. the tough part. Yeah. Without just someone showing up being like... Uh, he says, word of the week is whatever. Hey, I take offense to that. I want to fight you. Something lame like that. You I know. know. Yeah. Uh, next, got a question from Fair Thabata. Fair, newly employed Fair Thabata. Hey, guys. Uh, so my question this week is about, like, heat and what the proper kind of heat is. For example, like, Daniel Bryan, in my opinion, has the perfect kind of heat because... We all still like him. We all still appreciate his talents. But whenever he's in the building, we boo him. And because he's such a good heel. As opposed to, say, like Baron Corbin or like Charlotte around WrestleMania time. Baron Corbin has more go-away heat. Which I know is still, he still gets massive heat and booed. But in my opinion, it's not because we want to see him and we want to see him do his thing. It's because we just don't want to see him at all. As opposed to Charlotte who gets like kind of bad booking heat. He, because we just don't like her booking and she just gets everything. It's not necessarily us booing her because she's doing such a good job as a heel. All right, guys, what do you think about it? I want to hear your opinion. Thank you, Fair Thabata. Thank you, you know Fair the Thabata. kind of heat is? It's when, like, your room is kind of cold, but you're under, like, a comforter and you're just, you've got that heat, just body heat. Oh, no, the best kind of heat is when it's cold out and you get a warm cup of coffee or oh tea. that's the best you heat take a drink and it warms you from the inside you're right that's, about that's that you know what's some really good heat campfire heat eh. or even fireplace heat that only really heats one side of you though the other side <laughs> is, is not in so that's bad line heat. for the heat no that's, it's, 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 that's middle of the road heat <laughs> middle of the road heat oh uh, another great heat hot tub 
Oh, hot tub heat is because it's like a little too hot at first, but yeah, then your you body gets... Yeah, it, it's just utterly relaxing. It, yeah. that's, that's a good type of heat. Yeah, that's good heat right there. Yeah. Um, any heat's good except for change the channel heat, which I kind of don't think is actual heat. What is the wrestling definition of heat, Larson? Let's just dive into this heat. Well, I mean, I think change the channel heat is real heat, but it's not heat on the performer, it's heat on the person. Well, I, I think it's... Okay, so here we go. In professions, this is according to fandom powered by Wiki, a pro wrestling fandom. In professional wrestling, heat refers to both crowd reaction and real life animosity between those involved in the professional wrestling business. So we're not talking about the second thing. Heat is usually either cheers for a baby face or yeah. booze for yeah, a heel. Heel heat or the baby face heat. Now yeah. here's the thing. I don't know if when okay, the person who coined the term or who 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 began the term X Pac Heat was of course X Pac. Did he get actual booze or were people just like, uh, it was more of a just meh, Yeah, right? well, they, I, my understanding is not only did they find the character of X-Pac annoying, they were annoyed by Sean Waltman's performance. Yeah. So it's, it's effectively, they were, their heat was not directed towards X-Pac, it was directed towards Sean. Yeah. But that heat wasn't really heat because I don't think anybody was booing. Oh, he got booed. Did he really get booed? Yeah, he booed? got booed. He got booed. I think there, I might be imagining this, but I think it points there was FU Xbox chance. <laughs> yeah, that's guys, let's go away um, then. Yeah, it is. I guess that's actual heat because it's a reaction. Yeah, yeah okay. but it's not a reaction to the character; it's a reaction to the performer. That's what I feel like, and that's what like what Baron gets. Mm-hmm. It's not he, the, the heat he gets isn't per se directed towards the character because in, in my mind, when like Kevin Owens and Daniel Bryan now, they're perfect wrestling heels because. You can appreciate their work, yet, uh, like when Kevin Owens turned on Kofi, that was some legit heat. People gasped when that happened. Yeah. They gasped because they didn't see it coming, even though it seemed kind of obvious that at some point that would happen anyways. The heat you, isn't the heat you want, man, I want to see that person get beat That's up. That's exactly what it is. You want to see that character get beat up. That's what you want to see. In the old-timey days when, when P- the kayfabe was a strong thing, it was, yeah, I want to see that person get beat up. That's the whole idea behind, behind heel heat. You want that person to be so loathed that people can't wait to see them get beat up by the baby face. But that heat, does that, does that even exist anymore? I think it can be, it can exist in moments. For example, the Kevin Owens situation when he turned on Kofi. That crowd was, oh man, they were hyped to see someone come up there and lump up Kevin Owens. Yeah. They wanted to see that happen. But the problem is it's hard to sustain that because you got someone like Kevin Owens who is good at eliciting genuine heel heat but he's so damn good that it's hard not to appreciate his performance as a character. See, I never want to see him get beat up because I love him so much. Yeah, he's great. Same thing with Daniel Bryan. Same he's so Bryan. damn good yeah. in his performance that at in particular moments, he can get that heat. But it's not necessarily sustained because people just like Daniel Bryan. Yeah, he's I, so good. I kind of feel like heat's just dead now, man. I feel like well, no, I, heels I, are just I feel dead. like old school yeah. heel heat is a fleeting thing. It can happen in the moment. To, okay, so here's, I guess here's the maybe the thing. And I kind of equate Baron Corbin with this, to be honest with you. I think Triple H back in the day, used to, when he, the, the epitome of it was when he, when Jericho beat him for the title and then he yeah, pulled yeah, 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 and he yeah. gave him back the title. That was like real heel heat. Yeah. I think that was real heel Tommaso heat. Tommaso Ciampa for a while got real heel heat. Yeah. But then people realize, man, this guy's incredible. We're going to yeah. cheer him now. 
I feel like Baron gets that kind of heat, though. I think he. I think Baron's heat is maybe thirty-three percent that. The Triple H type heat is what I'm talking about. Yeah, I know. That's it's hard. To, it's I'm saying that kind of stuff happens in moments. Yeah. But apart from like Champa, maybe Cody for a stretch, it's hard to sustain that week in week in and week out. Yeah. Like people will you'll show up uh, like Daniel Bryan come on an episode of SmackDown. People will boo because hey, he here's a heel we're supposed to boo. Um, but he's so darn good. Yeah. And I think now people appreciate good work maybe more than just about anything else, you know? Yeah, the curtains. They want to go. Yeah. They want to go to a show and be entertained. And if you're entertaining as a heel or a face, they're going to embrace you. You know, the people that because I know Brian Zane is like an old school guy like that, and of course, obviously, the most you know, the, the Jim Cornette is big on old school. I just don't know if those crowds exist anymore. I know. There's you know? in my mind. There's three types. There's three types of, of heat. There's the old school baby face heat, or sorry, heel heat that's tough to get nowadays and sustain it. There's heat on. There's the misdirected heat where the company does something that thinks that'll get heat on the heel, but instead the crowd uh, boos the company because they realize the company did something dumb to try to get heel heat, but instead the crowd just wisely says, well, that's just a stupid decision that booking made, so I'm not going to necessarily boo the heel. I'm going to crap on the company. It was like when Carmella uh, had Ellsworth win money in the bank for her. Like she got heat at the moment, but people realize, well, this is just bad booking. No. She's not necessarily deserving of that heat. WWE is deserving of that heat, so we're going to crap on WWE for that. Yeah, I don't know. And then you got go away heat. I don't know about any of this, to be honest. Because I think Roman, he people didn't people booed him because they were tired of WWE shoving him down their See, throats. See, in that case, I think that's more company heat. That's definitely company heat than like the Carmella Ellsworth thing. I think that Carmella Ellsworth thing was. I think they're. That was actually. Those are pretty good. Good. Pretty good bad guys there. I no, they actually, were good bad guys because their performance was good. Was good but I, I think, think in that particular uh, stretch, it's like all. all maybe. The, maybe. All the stuff on social media wasn't like, oh, Carmella. I, I. You can't. You can't go to Twitter for that though. You can't go for Twitter for that. Twitter's just full of people who are like trying to overanalyze it and. And oh, I can't believe they did that. I don't know. I think in the moment that crowd that was booing him, it was moment. like, oh, but, you dastardly again, again, villains! It's, 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 it's make, being able to sustain it, and part of that is is it's got to stand up to to critique. Let me ask you this: What is the equivalent? This is this conversation number one is very stupid because it's like trying to analyze why people are booing things. Oh, um, this is a very interesting conversation in terms of psychology. <laughs> okay, so let me ask you this then. Smart guy. People are smarter about what's happening in the wrestling business than they ever have before. So, uh, let's see here. One of my favorite movie villains. Uh, All right, Anton Shiger. Yeah, right. Never really got his come up. It's in fact he was basically metaphorically a force of nature in that movie. Yeah, that was, totally. Um, the reason why there is no country for old men. Right? Yeah. Uh, and even in the end, he's still corrupting the youth in order to to get away with a scheme. You mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm. and he gets away. But he was a guy who you just want to see get his comeuppance. You yeah, totally, want to see totally. him yeah. get beat up. Who is that in wrestling? If you'd asked me a year ago, I would have said Ciampa. It's such a weird thing because people, in because maybe it's the access to the performers and maybe because there's a weird gray area between performer and character but they just don't have that same reaction that I think they should have, that they probably had back in the old days, and that's mm-hmm. what everybody talks about, mm-hmm. where you have that Anton Shiger heat, yeah, where you want to see him get a bullet in the head. Last time that was Ciampa. You think it was Ciampa? Yeah. I mean, his theme song was Chorus of Booze for a stretch. 
Yeah. And it didn't seem put on. I don't know, man. I just don't know if anybody has. I think the closest is I don't know. I don't I just don't know that. And I think Cody had it for a while. Cody had it for a while. Yeah, and then Cody goes on social media and says, You shouldn't be jumping rails. Or it's all just a show here. See, Shigur would never do that. No, he wouldn't. I don't think I'll be honest, man. I don't think anybody's had Anton Shigur heat since Hogan at Bash of the Beach. Oh no, Triple H. Maybe Triple H. Yeah, maybe Triple H. Maybe JBL. Yeah, maybe JBL. JBL was so he would like peep man. Yeah. It was before Twitter. I think Twitter kind of ruined everything. In a lot of different ways for a lot of different things in life. Yeah. I don't know. I just I don't think that that, that Anton Sugar heat exists, man. Not sustained. Uh, no, no. I think it can happen in moments, but long term, no, it's hard. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Uh, next, we got a question here from Joshua Martinez. Let's see what Joshua has to say. Hey, friendos, Joshua Martinez back this week with another question. Sorry these videos are so far in between. Um, senior in college, so almost done. I'll have more time in my life. <laughs> Anyways, so with Super Strong Style for progress being just like just passing this past weekend, um, there was talent from AEW and WWE or NXT. My question is, the sooner that AEW starts debuting and probably once they get a pretty good fan base and start becoming bigger and Vince sees them as a threat, do you think we'll stop seeing WWE slash NXT superstars being used in the small independent promotions? Um, let me know what you guys think. Thanks, friends. Thank you, Joshua. Thank you, Joshua. Uh, no, I don't think so. If anything, I think it might encourage them to do it more um, because they feel like they would need to compete on the independent level uh, with All Elite. Um, if nothing else, to make the company seem cooler. Yeah. No. I think, I think, I yeah. think there's, I mean, we'll, we'll see probably more situations where this talent can't wrestle this talent because one talent signed WWE and one talent signed AEW. That will probably happen. Did you see Adam Cole's uh, in-car promo uh, mm-hmm. advertising his match against Austin Theory? Mm-hmm. He's so good. Oh, he's amazing. He's so flipping good. Um, no, I agree with everything you said. Uh, in fact, I, th- I think we'll probably see, yeah, see more of it, to mm-hmm. be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I, think it's, I think it works really well. I think it's neat. It's done wonders for... It's like one like, of the... Like Street Profits? Yeah. It's done wonders for them. It's like one of those things where you see like an ad for it, and you're like, WWE has a problem with, any, with, with getting reactions like, that's pretty cool. Yeah. They have a big problem with yeah, that. Yeah, totally. So anytime they can do that is a good thing. But, you, you know, we've, ever since, and maybe it's coincidental, we don't know, ever since we saw Street Profits go to Evolve, it feels like the, the quality of their matches have improved dramatically. That's true, too. Um, so maybe it's a situation when Triple H learns, hey, you know, we can teach you a lot here at the Performance Center, but there's only certain, you know, some things you just kind of have to learn by doing kind of on your own. Can we just see Seth Rollins do a PWG match? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Wouldn't that be dope? It'd be amazing. do that. So. Who's somebody who's been like exclusively WWE on main roster? Like Roman. <laughs> Roman go to PWG. That'd be amazing. Well, that'd be great. It'd be great. Uh, next question from Philly Flexer. Hey guys, it's your boy Philly Flexer here. Uh, my match chair question this week is uh, about Impact Wrestling. Been watching it recently and the last pay-per-view was pretty good and the Code Red Show was pretty good. Uh, with their channel and everything like that coming up and now Michael Elgin signing and stuff like that. 
I can see Impact trying to really build up something there. But my question is exactly about Mike Elden though. Do you think him and Brian Cage and the guys that they have there really can help elevate Impact to a show that more people want to watch? I don't know if those guys are really the top guys to draw people. Maybe they need somebody else out there. I don't know who. Tell me what you guys think. Peace out. Thank you, Philly Flexer. Thank you, Philly Flexer. The sad thing about Impact is that it's not, you can't be must watch TV because nobody has the Pursuit channel. Yeah. That's the problem. It's uh, more like, can they make it, can I watch TV? <laughs> is it possible to watch TV? No, man, here's the thing. Elgin, Cage, they would need, they would, here's the thing. Elgin, even in, so his biggest spotlight was probably in New Japan, you'd agree? Yeah, yeah. And in New Japan, did he ever win the Never Open Weight? No, he was Intercontinental Champion once. He beat Kenny for that belt in a ladder match. Oh, you're right. How long was the IC change? Yeah, Not but it was, it was until, before. Until Naito broke his uh, orbital bone and won it from. Yeah, it was kind of before New Japan really started taking off in this latest expansion wave Yeah, it was thing. right before that G1 that uh, 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 Kenny won. Well, the big Wrestle Kingdom between Kenny and Okada. Yeah, that was preceded like, all that. That was the moment, yeah. yeah. Uh, so he was never more than a mid mid card mm -hmm. at you know mm -hmm. lower mm -hmm. mid card mm -hmm. when it was when it got more popular you're gonna need a lot more than that yeah it they look they have a solid 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 crew they have a, a great roster of talent over there as judged against the indie ranks yeah uh michael elgin is probably a main eventer in most local wrestling promotions uh if you toss him in nxt Hard to think that he's he's like maybe Dijakovic level. Yeah, he level, is. He would right? be, he'd be around that level, yeah. Uh, because he could put on good matches. However, the issue with him is his personality doesn't project at all. No, it doesn't. And then plus with indie with with wrestling nerds who like read the dirt sheets and stuff, there's a little bit of stank on his on his perception there. Um, I love Brian Cage. I think he's fantastic. But again, sort of the same. And he hasn't really done any time in New Japan or. So I I don't know I think if if Impact were able to sign John Moxley or Chris Jericho uh, those are guys that then if they were gonna have a chance of being must watch those would be the names to do it now I think it's awesome that like their last uh, pay per view I forget what it's called Oh Rebellion Rebellion had some really really buzzworthy matches some really good moments that people were talking about. And that's a good place to be when you're doing that on a regular basis. That's mm -hmm. a good place to be. I just don't think that, you know, big name, you know, there's a reason why big names get paid big money because they draw eyeballs and there, there's not a lot of them out there who are available. So, you know, no, I don't think guys like Elgin, I don't think guys like Brian cage are going to make it must watch TV right now. The best chance they have is to keep on building these cool moments, maybe try to forge a relationship of some sort with All Elite so you can steal some of that buzz too. Um, maybe that's a possibility. So th there you go. That's what I have to say about that. Yeah, none of, the, none of what you said is incorrect. Um, right now, Impact's digging themselves out of the hole they, the, the previous administration made for them. I think they, I th that being said, I think... 
And they've done it by trying to put on really good matches and, and have a decent roster, which they've accomplished so far. However, right now, their name is in a better state than Ring totally. of Honor's. Yeah, probably. And that's um, a good place to be, yeah, considering where they were a year ago. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think you're half right as far as bringing in someone like Moxley or Jericho. That's enough to maybe draw some eyeballs. However, you can't just bring them in and expect the act of bringing them in to make it must-watch. you got to bring them in and have them involved in interesting stories. Well, no, I'm saying all things being equal. Impact's doing some cool stuff storyline-wise. So if you bring them in and that kind of creative mixed with a big name, I think that'll do it. I think yeah. it's good. No, like yeah. you're, you're in yeah. a good spot. Yeah, you can't just bring in Moxley and have him talk about WWE in the middle and of the ring. Go, well, go in there and just start you know, have a match with Callahan, which could be great, and then have him just go and squash Sammy Callahan and say, look, we got John Moxley. It's great. Yeah, can't no. Do that. Impact, Impact's it's got to be an interesting story. They've got a lot of good creative things going on for them right now. Uh, next from Cult of False Realities. What's good, Steven Larson? Cult of False Realities here, back with another Matt Chat question. And my question is a mix of your guys' last countout in an interview I saw with Cameron. Now, for a lot of the people that don't know, Cameron used to be Naomi's old partner with the Funkadactyls. And she was saying how she might be re-debuting on WWE. And you guys, last count was about people who need to leave immediately from WWE. But my question is, who are some ex-WWE superstars that shouldn't even see the light of day in WWE? And honestly, Cameron, I think, is probably one of them but who are you know what see let's do a top 10 here 10 x wwe superstars that should never come back to wwe larson gets five steve you get five let's see what you can come up with two sweet hearty handshake bees out thank you cult of false reality thank you this is what i got enzo Mm-mm. don't okay. come back is that number one yeah he'd be my number probably one. number one uh Cass. Oh, you can, what, can't know Cass, really? No. Re- why not? Why not? Why not Cass? I really Cass? didn't enjoy his work when he was doing the solo thing before he got fired. He's, he has said all the right things so far. I just feel bad the guy. He had a freaking seizure. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's, that's so sad. That sucks, yeah. I'd be fine with Cass coming back. Uh, Jack Swagger. Probably wouldn't be fine with Cass coming back. Oh, I'm uh, yeah, that's 100%. Right back. Oh, come on. You and I would mark out if Ryback no, came wouldn't. out. I would. Fine. You you mark I out. Would. I would not. I would totally mark out. And lastly, Kelly Kelly. Yeah. Just don't care. Mm-hmm. Don't care at all. Uh, I would. Uh, here's the thing. You're, you're probably right about But, you know, you would you get a big smile on your face if Ryback came this out. This is my reaction. Oh, why are they doing <laughs> that? <laughs> what are your five? Oh, Ryback's great. Uh, I can't believe you didn't have this name on here. I left them for you. Oh, thank you very much, Alberto Del Rio. Yeah, or I, El Patrono. I thought about him, but I knew I knew Steve was going to include oh, him. Oh yeah, that's, that's list, probably so. my number one, to be honest with you. Uh, him, uh, Wade Barrett. Uh, it's funny he had one moment, and that was here's, I really liked him. I loved when he was doing the bad news thing, but I never liked him uh, th- to the point where I thought he was like even close to like a world title or even intercontinental guy. I just didn't. He seemed, he just seems like too affable a guy. He was sort of like Christian for me, you know, it's like Christian shows up and it's like, man, I really like him. He seems eminently likable. Do I see him as like a wrestler that I really want to watch all that much? Not really. Um, although when, you know, cause 
the the SummerSlam and, uh, Nexus thing. Yeah. Like I think that he could have been. Yeah, yeah. It's funny how little like those kind of things can matter, make all the difference. Oh, they make all the difference, man. Once Cena squashes you and humili- humiliates you. Yeah, man. It's not good. It's kind of like the Corbin thing. The balloon comes off the rose completely. Yeah. Uh, Candice Michelle. No idea if she'd ever want to come back. Don't want to see her. Think she represented not a great time for the women's division. Similarly, Michelle McCool. They really featured her in that first uh, women's rumble. Yeah. Women's rumble. I think she had the most eliminations. Yeah. I don't know why they would do that. They need to be creating new stars. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'll say this CM Punk. I just, I think that. Because there was that weird rumor like a week ago that was that WWE was like really wanted to sign him or something. Yeah, I saw that too. What do you make of that? Oh, it's probably absolute BS. I'm sure they would want to sign him because they probably think, oh, we can get him so all elite can't get him. Thing is, he's shown zero interest in never really returning to pro wrestling. He'll do stuff in little venues for his friends. Yeah. But he seemingly has no interest in coming back. It would be super hypocrite. Like, as much, I I would actually like to see him. In in all elite, if if him coming back to WWE, we mentioned this before, be hypocritical because he would be he would essentially be in the same position that The Rock was when The Rock beat him for the title because he'd be instantly he'd be instantly pushed to the top of the card and a, lo- and a, and a lot, lot of main more events, than that. yeah, and a lot more. If 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 what he's saying is true and they bankrolled Vince bankrolled the lawsuit against him, mm-hmm. ugh, it man, I don't see any way why he'd ever come back. Yeah, I don't see that either. No, I don't think so. Uh, next from Patrick Sparks. Take it away, B-Man. B-Man. Hey, friendos. Pat here. All right. So, quick one. Bailey needs a new finisher. Needs to be more believable, especially if she's going to win money in the bank and probably be a little more vicious, heelish, whatever. Needs a more dominant finisher. What does she do? Thanks, friendos. Bye. Thank you, Patrick. Thank you, Patrick. All right. It's a bear hug. Because she's a hugger. Yeah, I understand that. However, so you just squeeze the crap out of people. I don't people. think anyone's won a match with a bear hug since the 70s, Steve. Ha <laughs> ha! Well, what's old is new again, Larson. Time to bring it on now. This is what it needs to be. Bank statement. She would never do that. Don't don't be ridiculous. Bank statement. Please stop being ridiculous. Sasha leaves the That's company. That's her best friend. Yeah, and as, as, as a homage to her best friend who has left WWE, she starts utilizing her finisher. Doesn't seem like it'd be homage. homage. Seems like it would be... Hey, you're gone. I'm going to start using your move. Gimmick infringement. That's what it would be. Well, the thing is that Sasha's not there anymore. People would interpret it as like just a big slap. In the, unless she came out and straight up said, I miss my friend. I'm going to start doing her move. Or at least said that on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, next from Stephen M. Oh. What's going on, friend? I've got a fun one for you this week. Money in the Bank's coming up. So book the match at Money in the Bank ladder match. Now, so who wins? Who are the competitors? Who's on commentary? So a three-person booth, maybe also our bilingual friend will be on the Spanish announcing. Then also, uh, who do each of you company down to the ring? Like, who are you managing? Maybe one of you screws somebody. And also, who is the ring announcer and bell ringer? Thank you, Stephen M. This is what I got. You I'm could- just yeah. I like. No, I didn't even do anything. I like your okay, answer. Okay. So in the in the latter match, uh, Loki. We need a high flyer. He's the freak of flight. Okay. Loki's in it. Uh, Matt Chat Hall of Famer Zach Stolpa. Uh, he's got to be in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, hmm. I have Thereth the body here, but I might make him oh, wow. ring announcer. Yeah, and then put Ao Worm in there. Uh, oh, okay. That's Ao Worm. Good. Ao Worm's in there. Sorry, Thayer, you're ring announcer now. Uh, Christopher Rampersad. He's in it. Okay, he's in it. 
Cult of False Realities, he's in it. Okay, good. And Stevie Bradley, the enforcer, he's in the match, and he's the man I'm going to manage. All right. Because he's actually, I know he's one of the few people, or he might have been the only person, to buy the Coldwater Larson shirt with my face on it. Okay, good. Um, for commentary, I'm going to go with Nonstop Player. Okay, good. Uh, Gion Halili, com- uh, number one commentator. And then Steven from Geeked Out Nation. And okay. then Theretha Bottle will be my ring announcer. Who is it that had like a really good, like Geeked Out Nation is great on commentary. Yeah. Um, I'm also going to, man, I forget her name, but she's from Draft House Games. Oh, yeah. Draft House Games. So I'm doing my, I have a three-man commentary team. So I have Geeked Out Nation, Draft House Games. And then, uh, is his name Richard Morris? He had a really good yeah, voice. Yeah. Was that yeah, Richard, Richard Morris? Richard Morris had a good okay. voice, yeah. Okay, so here's my, my, here's my money in the bank match. We got Richard Nason. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, we got Willism. Yeah. He comes to the ring in a car, like yeah, a really good. fancy car. Of course, Hall of Fame, Fun Wrestling Hall of Famer Christian. True. Give me, you know. And then, wait, uh, one, two, three. Six okay. is right. I have, oh, six is right? Okay. And then, of course, A.O. Worm. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a Hall of Famer. Give yeah. me a break. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I put Delete from the Freak Legion in there. Yeah. That guy's a wrecking ball, man. Yeah, he that is. guy he, is a beast. He, yeah, he is. And then his rival, mm-hmm. this is hot. Talk this about. Is just, this is just a fun wrestling storyline here. You're heat? Doing you here. want hot heat? Wayne Maker. So there you go. There's my Money in the Bank match. I don't think mine totally beats yours. No, no, man. I like your addition of Zach Stolpa. Who, uh, who are you going to manage in this, in your, your iteration? Oh, Wayne Maker. That's interesting. The management of the ground. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to manage him, then swerve him. Yeah. Knock that giant head off his shoulders. And then who are you going to give the briefcase to? Who wins? Who goes over? Yeah. Well, Steve, I do. Oh, you're going to business for myself. All right. Yeah. Uh, Next, we've got a question from Tanner. Hey, friendos. Now, I know Christopher asked a question similar to this last week about money in the bank during the Attitude Era, but let's say, let's bring it back a bit further to the Hogan Era. Now, I wanted you to uh, pick a wrestler to win money in the bank in that era, and also a WrestleMania that they would cash in for the world title. Um, Too sweet, hard handshake, thanks guys. Thank you, Tanner. Thank you, Tanner. Okay, so here we go. The setting, WrestleMania eight. Okay, co-main events. Savage Flair for the WWF Championship. And then later on in the evening, the actual main event, Hogan versus Sid. So, earlier at Money in the Bank, Sid had won Money in the Bank. So, he inserts himself towards the finish of Flair Savage. He inserts himself a la Seth Rollins, beats whoever for WWF Championship. He power bombs both of them, pins both of them at the same time. Now Sid leaves that match as WWF Championship. But hold on a second. He still has a match. Hogan politics uh, that match into becoming for the WWF Championship. Hogan wins. Clean leg drop. Sid doesn't kick out of it. He holds high that WWF Championship. Out comes Warrior. He has a stare off with Hulk Hogan. And then they go on to SummerSlam and uh, and and fight. Hogan wins then to get his win back from WrestleMania six. We never, never have to get Halloween Havoc '98. We still get that. Oh. Hogan still wins that. Damn. Um, ideally, the perfect person to win Money in the Bank in the Hogan era is Savage. 
Imagine him with that briefcase. That would be amazing. That's the actual answer. Yeah. However, just how all the various WrestleMania main events worked out, I don't really see a good the macho money. Oh, yeah. place to take him out of whatever he was doing to put him there. So I'll say Got this. it in the bank. So Bret Hart wins okay. money in the bank. Uh, he carries it for a while. Um, he and, and while he's doing it, he somehow gets a WWF title match without having to cash in his briefcase. Good. So he is both Money in the Bank briefcase holder and WWF champion. Good. So he has his match against Yokozuna at the main event of WrestleMania 9 defending the title. Uh, what plays out at WrestleMania 9 plays out as mm-hmm. it did. Yeah. Yokozuna cheats to win. Hogan comes out to protest the injustice, gets himself a title match as if he were Money in the Bank briefcase holder. He wins. However, he forgets Bret Hart has a Money in the Bank briefcase. He cashes in on Hogan, wins the title back. All right, but you have to make sure if you're, that's how you're going to book it. You got to make sure that Bret Hart does the thing with the briefcase, hits Hogan with yes, it. Yes, totally. You know, sharpshooters him, does a couple more things to him, maybe some some scrums, some peeps, some Hart Foundation people run out, beat up Hogan, and then you start the match. Yeah, totally. Because otherwise, Hogan wins. I still think Hogan would win that match. Maybe. He's Hulk Hogan. It's true. And in fact, Hulk Hogan would pitch that. Okay, then, brother, after that, Bret Hart swerves me. I love this Money in the Bank thing. Too bad I didn't win it, but... <laughs> Yeah, we'll talk about that another we'll time. Brett comes in, cashes in on me, leg drop one, two, three. I'm still champion. Failed cash in, brother. But this is the first one we need to succeed, uh, Hogan. Failed cash in, brother. Uh, next, got a couple. Can I win the briefcase? Three, I know. Uh, text questions. First from Luis Ariza. Uh, we'll do this uh, just lightning round. This first name that pops in your head. Uh, he asked, name the rivals most synonymous with the following wrestlers. Undertaker. Kane. Kane. Uh, John Cena. Randy Orton. Randy Orton agreed. Randy Orton. John Cena. John Cena. Uh, Brock Lesnar. Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns agreed. Shawn Michaels. Triple H. Bret Hart. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, God. What am I thinking? Bret Hart, of course. Triple H. Oh. Uh, WWE? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I mean, I, 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 no. Like I, had, I thought of this earlier. I mean, Rock with the IC title, he yeah. had some good stuff. Go back to that. Oh, Batista. Yeah, Batista. Maybe. Batista, I guess. Kane, Undertaker. Undertaker. Uh, the Rock, Austin. Stone Cold. Macho Man, it's Hogan. Yeah, that's got to be Hogan. But Hogan, it's not really Macho Man, no. is it? Andre, probably. Yeah, maybe. It's the one that comes to mind. Yeah. Uh, Eddie Guerrero, it's Ray. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Ric Flair, Sting. Yeah, okay. And then Stone Cold is The Rock. Uh, well, Stone Cold is McMahon. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. So The Rock at Stone Cold. Stone Cold is McMahon. Uh, next, Gion Halili says, Hey, friendos, this is Jacksonville's... Number one. I want to know what would happen first. Vince stepping down, Triple H taking over, or the board kicking Vince out and putting Triple H in, car- in charge. Pick your sides. I think at this point it's the board. I think it would ha- it would take number one. You're insane if you think it's Vince stepping down. No, I'll tell you why it's Vince stepping. Go down. ahead. This is what it's going to be. It's the board coming to him and saying, Vince, either you step down or we're going to we're going to remove you from power. Well, that's the board. But so Vince can save face and not be fired. Oh, he so will voluntarily resign. So you're cheating. It's both. Yeah, that's what it is. It's both. It's both. Yeah. Well, that's the board initiating it, though. Vince will never have a moment of he will never of never un- volunt- unforced self reflection where he realizes he that will what never he's doing voluntarily is wrong. step down. No, no however, no. if the board came to him and said, "You have a choice: you can either publicly resign, or you're or we're going to remove you from the, the, the head of the company," 
Uh, well, he's going to Well, yeah, we're on the face. same page, and that's the board, man. Yeah. That's the board. Howdy doodly champ the diddly doodler says this. So WWE is sponsored by two fried chicken establishments, KFC and Popeye's. Say Vince decides there is too much chicken in the commercials, and he has to pick one. In the most... Oh, it is sponsored by two. That's right. That's funny. In the most Vince fashion way possible, he sets up a match between any iteration Colonel Sanders and the Popeye's lady. So we're looking at possibly some intergender action unless Popeye's lady took on Reba McIntyre. I want you two to debate how the match goes and pick who goes over with what move. Also, how would they use their respective chicken as a weapon in the match, and does Chick-fil-A make a run in? I don't believe Chick-fil-A sponsors WWE, do they? No, and I don't think they have... Do they have fried offerings? Yeah. Do they? Okay. I'm only aware of their chicken sandwich. Yeah, I believe that's fried. It's a chicken... That's grilled. You can get grilled, but you can get... Like, the spicy ones is is fried. Spicy one is fried. You're right. Okay. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, that's all right. (laughs) Uh, I mean, look. I'm going to say this, and I think I win. It's going to be RoboCop Colonel Sanders. And you can't say he's not a wrestler because he totally is a wrestler. Look at his stint in WCW. I, I think it's been pretty obvious that if, if, if WB has their druthers, since they've had numerous wrestlers don Colonel Sanders gear. World's best chicken sandwich. Huh? That's Dolph, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, that That would be Vince's choice because we've had... Shawn Michaels. Vince doesn't like people that WCW built. <laughs> All right. Uh, we've seen Shawn Michaels and Dolph. Didn't, did Flair do? Flair did, did Flair Oh, Flair do? too, yeah. Did he? I think so, yeah. yeah. So we've had numerous wrestlers, WB wrestlers, portray the colonel. So I think that's probably what Vince would go with. Well, who would it be? Oh, which one? Yeah. How has Cena never portrayed the colonel? That's got it. That's weird, right? It's been Dolph and uh, Flair. Who and else? And Shawn Michaels. Shawn. Oh. oh, man. That was the best one. <laughs> Posing on the announce table. That was pretty funny. Remember, like, he had been gone forever, and it's like, oh, is he ever going to come back? And he came back. <laughs> As the Colonel Sanders. <laughs> they go. <laughs> it said KFC. Didn't it? Like instead of HBK, I think so. KFC. I think so. It was all pretty funny. Uh, <laughs> that being said, uh, Popeyes has better food. So, mm, man. Oh, I can't eat KFC. It's trash. It's like gutter trash. Oh, spicy Popeyes is so good. Yeah, dude. Oh. Mm. That sounds hella good. Yeah, it does. KFC is like literal. It's just actual shit. Anyway, I, I hope we never get a sponsorship from KFC. I well, think, I think it's, it's, it's probably guaranteed right now. Precluded it now. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, good episode of, uh, what is this, Matt Chat? Matt Chat, yeah. Good. So uh, if you want your question answered right here on Matt Chat, this is my favorite show. Uh, $20 on the Patreon gets you there. I love all these questions, all these video questions. It's really the highlight of my week. Till next time, we'll talk to you guys later. Goodbye. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. 
Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.